Thanks for tuning in to the Brandwell Podcast. It's your very pregnant host, Victoria. And for everyone new here, I am the owner and creative director of Brandwell Designs, and I'm also expecting my second baby girl at the beginning of November. So I currently have a two-year-old who will be two and a half when her baby sister is born. And Brandwell is now operating as a full-service branding and website design company where we serve anywhere from 25 to 50 clients every month. Um, so today's episode is all about 10 ways that I am preparing for maternity leave as a service-based business owner that do not involve scaling back or closing my doors for any amount of time. So whether you're pregnant or not, if you simply want to take time away from your business as an entrepreneur, I think this episode will have some great takeaways for you. You're listening to the Brandwell Podcast, the business podcast for side hustlers and creative entrepreneurs who want to take their business to the next level. Your host, Victoria Marcoulier, is a wife, mama, and the owner of a branding studio she built from the ground up, Brandwell. With each episode, Victoria and her guests share the behind the scenes of how they built their dream career and give you the expert advice you'll need to build yours. Learn how to show up confidently online as we cover everything from social media, website strategy, email marketing, and a little bit of that mompreneur life in between. Here's your host, Victoria Marcoulier. Let's rewind to a few years ago in 2019, 2020, I was pregnant with my daughter, Maya. I had just started working full-time for Brandwell. Um, so previously I had been building it on the side of my full-time job and I was working nights and weekends to get it off the ground. So I share a whole lot about this in a episode, um, in season one, episode six of season one. If you want to learn a little bit more about that story of how I took my side hustle full-time, how I started Brandwell. Um, you can go and listen to that. But one of the things that I mentioned in that episode is what a gift it was to have been pregnant while simultaneously launching my business full-time. You're probably thinking, what the heck? That sounds awful, way too much stress. And I do think it depends on your pregnancy and just the stamina that you have during pregnancy. I have been really fortunate so far. I'm halfway through my second pregnancy and Outside of a few weeks of nausea in those early months, um, I have pretty easy pregnancies and I do have a lot of energy still. So um, for me, the deadline of a baby coming in nine months was the best motivator to figure out very early on in my business how to automate and streamline things so that I could grow it and not necessarily always be trading time for money. So I actually started outsourcing as early as my first year in business. I think about six months after I started Brandwell, I hired my first very, very part-time designer. And um, sometimes that's all it takes. You get a taste of outsourcing and what it can do for your business and how it allows you to take on a little bit more without working more. Um, and that kind of started a trickle effect of me building what is now Brandwell, a, a larger team of designers and virtual assistants. So um, I will say though that I did not really take a maternity leave with Maya. I was in the hospital for three days for my labor and then for my recovery. But really, as soon as I got home, I was back checking emails and I was chatting with my team on a daily basis. So this go around, I do plan for things to look differently. And I'll get into the nitty gritty of that. Um, I personally love, love, love what I do. I don't want to fully detach from my business for three months at a time. Like that doesn't even appeal to me. Um, But I know that 
having a second child is now going to be a little bit more difficult just because I have a two and a half year old that's going to be running around, um, more mouths to feed, more people to care for. And I just want to be realistic and not commit myself to anything that I might not be able to do. So whether you have already started hiring for your company or whether you are expecting um, a baby now or hope to be expecting in the future, I do think there are going to be some really good takeaways on how to set up a streamlined business that allows you to take time off every once in a while without having to close up shop. So with that, here are the 10 ways I am preparing for maternity leave with my second daughter. All right, quick interruption to tell you about today's sponsor, which is HoneyBook. You guys are going to hear me rave about HoneyBook all season long because truly, I don't know where I would be without it. I signed on with them nearly two years ago, and it has totally changed the way that my business has been able to grow and scale. I used to manage so many different softwares, one for my proposals, one for my contracts, one for my invoicing, and then another one for my project management. HoneyBook now covers all of that. All of my designers are in HoneyBook, and honestly, they live in that platform from the moment they start their workday until they clock out. As a business owner, it helps me see where all of my projects are at if anything needs my attention. And it's so helpful because it sends out templated emails and automated emails that I would otherwise be typing out so many times per day. My clients love it because it gives them one streamlined place where they can go to view all of the files that we've sent back and forth. It almost acts as like a little Facebook feed for you and your client where you can see all of your communication in one place. Honestly, I love it. I could talk about it forever, but I know you want to get back to the episode. So if you want to try HoneyBook 50% off, go to share.honeybook.com slash brandwell. That's share.honeybook.com slash brandwell, or just grab the link in the show notes. Okay, here we go. Let's get back to the episode. The very first step is to keep a list of everything that you do. So you, the business owner or the person wanting to take time off, you need to know all of those little tasks that you do that maybe nobody else on your team or nobody else um, you know, within your company knows that are even getting done because you're the one doing them. So every day, these last four months, I have been kind of keeping track of anything that I do that no one else on my team has been trained on how to do. So that list for me, it's constantly growing because I'm finding new things that I work on randomly throughout the week. But those are looking like you know sales calls. I'm currently the only person doing that. Um, it's looking like having the, running the weekly meeting with my designers. Um, it's looking like updating contracts when a client has a particular need. Like some of these things are things that only I do within my business, but they're things that I can't stop doing just because I have a baby or I want to go on maternity leave, right? Because we still need to have a weekly meeting. We still need to update contracts for clients. Um, all of these things they have to get done. But if I'm not able to do them, I have to figure out what I can either automate or what I can outsource. So those are kind of the two questions to ask yourself after you make this list of everything that you do, what can be automated and or what can be outsourced. So if we're talking about what can be automated, a good example of this is if you are the only person within your company, and I know I'm talking like you have a team, maybe you're just a solopreneur, um, the way most are in their first couple of years of business, but if you are the sole person on your team that does social media, you're the only person that writes the captions, that picks out the photos, that posts in real time on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, wherever it is, that might be something that you want to automate. You don't necessarily have to outsource that. You could, we all have nine months, right? If you are expecting a baby. So hopefully you have a little bit of time to prepare for this. You could curate all of your content, write all the captions and purchase a monthly subscription to 
Planoly or one of the other millions of auto posting platforms where you can schedule out your content in advance and it will post onto your profile whether you are on the app or not. This is something that I do both. I do have um, somebody on my team that curates all the content, that writes all the captions, but then we also use Planoly where we schedule everything out and we post it to our feeds. So if we want to take time off, we can. If it cannot be automated, you have to figure out who else can manage that. So is there anyone you could hire and train up quickly? Could you get a contractor on board? Is there a friend or somebody in your family that might be able to step in and do some of these tasks for you while you're on your maternity leave or you're away on your vacation? And this is a good segue into point number two, which is outsourcing. So this one is pretty self-explanatory. As a design agency, the very first position I hired for was a designer. I needed help designing websites. And a few years ago, I brought on my first designer. And really, ever since then, I've added several more designers to my team. And then over the years, I've been training them to become as independent as possible. Um, When you own a business and you are really trying to scale that business and see growth, the best thing that you can do is give up some control and train the people that are working for you to be very, very independent and to be able to work apart from you where you really just serve as their leader, as somebody to bounce ideas off of, you know, somebody to step in when things get really bad. But for the most part, they should be able to run the show whether you are there or not. And I am so thankful and fortunate that I've had, um, you know, several of my designers have been with me for a couple of years now. And I do feel very confident that they can take a project from start to finish um, with very little, if any, involvement from me. And that didn't happen overnight. So it has been months. In some cases, it's been years of training and preparing them to do the role that they have now. Um, But I'm so glad that I did. So if you're thinking of outsourcing and you haven't yet, this is probably a good sign to go ahead and get somebody on board. Um, And again, just don't be overwhelmed by this. It doesn't mean you have to sign on a W-2 employee um, and get them trained and on a salary, like that stuff that you can approach later down the road. Just look for somebody even on Fiverr or Upwork. There's a lot of freelancer websites where you can hire somebody for a short duration. If you're planning to take six weeks off, if you're just going on vacation and you want to take three weeks off, but you don't want to stop your business from running. These are great sites to go to, to just find a freelancer or heck, if you have a decent social media following, I have found almost all of my designers by simply posting on Instagram that I was hiring and checking out the DMS and the people that reached out to me through Instagram that way. Number three is going to be asking for help. So Another alternative to outsourcing is simply to just ask for help. So if you don't feel like you have enough time to hire a team member and train them before your upcoming time off, what else could you take off your plate? So is there a family member that could help you with the bigger kids or laundry or grocery shopping or just sitting with you for that moral support? Like if you need to stay somewhat involved in your in the day-to-day of your business, likely something else is going to have to give, especially if you are expecting with me and you know um, you know what's coming with a newborn. There are a lot of work. Um, it can be a little overwhelming. You're not getting a lot of sleep. So I know for me, I'm going to ask for help with my toddler as often as I need it. Um, whether it's you know accepting a friend's offer to drop off dinner or to take my two-year-old to the playground so I can get stuff done around the house, um, I'm not going to be ashamed to ask for help this go around. I was a little bit nervous to ask for help last go around, but you got a lot on your plate. You know, when you have multiple children or even if it's your first, it's just all so new. And when you're working on top of all of that, it is okay to just be humble for a few weeks and say, yes, I need help. Yes, you can do my laundry. Yes, you can take my child. Um, just don't, don't be afraid to do that. It will really pay off in the end. 
Number four is going to be to talk about your pregnancy publicly. If you are planning for a maternity leave, one of the best things that you can do with a service-based business is to be vocal about that pregnancy. You don't want to catch somebody off guard, my goodness, especially if they're a client of yours, when they reach out to you and then they get your autoresponder saying you're on maternity leave and they didn't even know you were pregnant to begin with. So why do you think I'm announcing my pregnancy online? I'm sending it to my email list. I'm recording podcast episodes about it. Yes, it's entertaining for all of you, but it's also keeping my clients and maybe any future clients and all of my followers, it's keeping them very informed so that they can have realistic expectations of both me and of my business in the months to come. Because come November, things might look a little bit differently, right? The way we show up online might look a little bit differently and we don't want people to think, oh, like what's going on here? I want everybody to be fully aware, fully informed of what's happening. Which also brings me to point number five, and that is to be upfront with your present and your future clients. So this episode is primarily for service-based business owners. So all my photographers, my wedding planners, my videographers, my web designers, my graphic designers, you are often booking clients for a date in the future, right? And I do plan to be booking clients for when I'm on maternity leave. Um, I'm able to do that because I outsource, because I have my team of designers working with me and they can take it over. But I do want my clients to know if they're signing on with me in September and I'm not going to be available in you know November and December, I want them to know that when they're booking, right? I don't want them to be caught off guard and think, oh, but I thought you know, I would have access to Victoria during this time, or I thought I could ask her some questions and then I'm totally unavailable. So even now at the time that I'm recording this episode, it's actually still June. I'm just 20 weeks pregnant and I am telling any client booking with me now, Hey, you know, I'm glad you're getting in now. I'm going to be on maternity leave come early November. If I go any sooner, you know, I could have this baby early or late October. Um, I just want them to be aware that like, Hey, you know, even if, um, your website is done, if you were to come back, I want you to be aware that I am pregnant and I am going to be on a maternity leave. So it's just good to be really clear and set those expectations for definitely your current clients. So if you're currently serving somebody and you're going to be serving them through the duration of your maternity leave and it's going to either delay their deliverable or you're going to have to hand off mid project to somebody else to take over, um, you need to start like having that conversation now. You just don't want to catch anyone off guard. Usually people are very understanding and they're very sympathetic um, and willing to work with you if they feel like they're being communicated to upfront um, and not just kind of thrown around and tossed to and fro. Number six, this one is big. This is block the calendar. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that forget to do this, whether it's for an upcoming vacation and they just were taking time off or for an actual maternity leave, but they didn't block off their calendar. And if you're like me and you use an automated calendar link to send to clients or to prospects where they can go and book a call with you, make sure you either have a rule set up so they can only book the call within a certain amount of days um, and that they can't book for like weeks or months out where it's not on your radar But more importantly, I would go ahead and block off the time you plan to take off. 
For me, maternity leave, my due date is November 9th, so I'm probably going to be blocking off my calendar from the end of October through the end of December. I may pop in with some availability here and there, um, or if I end up going overdue, I may still you know, manually schedule things with clients up until I actually go into labor, but I don't want to accidentally have a meeting on my calendar that I'm stressed out or I simply cannot make because I didn't block off my schedule and I didn't want it to be there right after I had a baby or right before I go into labor. Number seven is train your team. Okay, so we talked a lot about outsourcing, talked a lot about asking for help. If you have done so or if you're planning to do so, this waiting period of, you know, before your maternity leave, before you actually give birth, your number one focus should be training your team. Um, you know, this can look like actually having meetings with your team on a weekly basis or a daily basis. It can look like creating like tutorials. I love my whole team. We love Loom and we create screen records all the time. So if there's something I'm doing that, you know, I think somebody else on my team might need to do when I'm on maternity leave, I'm going to click that Zoom, that Loom link and I am going to record my screen of me doing it. And you can talk over the screen record as well so that you can kind of share what you're doing while you're doing it. And then I'm going to save all of these in a library of tutorials for my whole team to have access to. If you don't have a team, this could be for your clients too. Like what are some frequently asked questions that you get? Now is a great time to start working on that FAQ page. Or if you have, um, if you do have a design business, like this is very common in our industry, but if a client receives their design and they need to know how to implement it, or they need to know how to order prints with that design, or they need to know how to update their website, create video tutorials. That way they're still learning from you. They're still getting trained by you, but it's not necessarily in real time. And if they need you right smack dab in the middle of your time off, you can have that area for them to go where they can access all of these FAQs or tutorial videos. That is definitely something that I am working on. My whole team's actually working on it with me and we plan to have a library of resources for both the team to access while I'm away and also for our clients to access. Number eight, this one's important um, and this one is simply to trim the fat. So when you're pregnant or when you have a big vacation coming up, Sometimes it is good, and honestly, whether whether you're pregnant or not, or you have a vacation or not, this is something you should do every single year within your business, but you have to look at what are you spending a lot of time on that maybe doesn't necessarily move the needle for your business. Quick break to tell you guys about today's sponsor, which is HoneyBook. You guys know I love me some HoneyBook. This has been the CRM of Brandwell for three and a half years, almost from day one, you guys. And I don't know how we would be operating without it. So HoneyBook is a client flow platform that was designed specifically for the modern business owner. I think it's ideally made for the modern day service provider. From the initial inquiry to the final payment, you can literally do everything in HoneyBook. They manage our proposals, our contracts, our invoicing, our financial reports, and then most importantly, our client communication back and forth. Everything is streamlined in one place that I can log into and see where a project is at at any given time. All of my team can log in. You can give people different permissions and roles based on what their unique role is on the project at hand. It's just an awesome platform. Go check it out. I have a 50% off discount code for you if you want to try out HoneyBook your first year at 50% off. We'll link it in the show notes for you. Just try it. It's amazing. 
If you find some of those things, now is a good time to either stop it entirely or to press pause on it. You don't need to be doing anything extra or excess during this time. So while I'm on maternity leave, if there are some like additional things that we do, a good example of this is going to be the podcast. The podcast is not the number one source of revenue for the business. It's a very small portion of our revenue. And it's really something that I do just to serve my clients, to give them a little bit of extra, um, to you know, kind of give back because I learned from so many podcasters when I was starting my business and I kind of always wanted to do that for other people and share my journey of running Brandwell. But it's something that when I am time poor and when I need a little bit of time off, the podcast is the first thing to go because it's a little bit of that fluff, that fat around the actual meat of the business. So think of those things. Maybe that's social media for you. Maybe you've been creating tons and tons and tons of reels and you're spending hours every week filming that content and editing that content, but you're really not making a ton of extra money or even gaining a ton of extra followers from those reels. Now might be a good time to just say, hey, I'm going to press pause. I'm going to get back and strip things back to the basics. What is moving the needle for my business? That's what I'm going to focus on for the next eight to 12 weeks. Number nine is to set clear expectations. And this is both for yourself and for your business. Oftentimes, we set way too high of expectations for ourselves as women, Um, especially as moms and as business owners. We want to keep achieving, achieving, achieving. And sometimes seasons of life actually do force us to slow down. Um, You know, having a a baby was the, the first time I really, really experienced that, that my body had to slow down. Um, you guys know I'm a spin instructor on the side. I love fitness. I love to be active. I've got a two-year-old that keeps you active every single day. Um, but it is so good to just set that clear expectation for yourself that this is a season where it's okay to be slow. So for myself, I know one of the ways that I'm going to kind of change my expectation is I have a, a goal and an expectation of what our sales quota is for every single month. Um, and I love to see that number grow a little bit every single month, right? Like just a sign of a healthy and flourishing business is that number continues to rise. And during this time, if I'm going to be stepping back and kind of keeping things just running um, as much as possible through my team and through the people that I'm asking for help, I'm not going to set unrealistic sales goals. Um, I am going to probably drop the quota a little bit for these few months. We're obviously not shutting our doors. I told you we're still going to be booking clients, but I'm not going to be trying to set any records during this time. So be clear with expectations for both yourself and for anyone on your team. And of course, with your clients, we kind of talked about that um, in an earlier point. So number 10, final one, this one is so important. And this is really where I'm spending the bulk of my time. Have a point person for emergencies. So if you are running a service-based business, you are well aware that things pop up unexpectedly. Like you cannot always plan on things to unfold exactly as they're supposed to. You've got multiple parties involved and you've got, you know, usually an ongoing working relationship. So it's not uncommon for something to arise that you didn't originally plan for. Um, This might be a change to the scope of the project. It might be, you know, a client upset, but whatever it is, you have to have a point person there in case of emergencies. If you don't want to be dealing with it yourself. This is something I um, tried to do 
in my last pregnancy, I had my designer, Alini. She had been designing with me for the longest and she was the most experienced of everyone on my team. So she not only served as the point person for my clients, but she also served as the point person for my team. Um, at the time when I had Maya, I only had three designers and I was used to being the go-to for all of them. So if any of them had a question about anything related to work, they would come to me. Um, but now my team's even bigger, it's double the size. And I'm going to be doing the same thing. I'm going to have a point person um, and it's actually going to be Lauren. So if you're listening to this and you've worked with Lauren and you know her and love her, you know she's going to be a great fit for this role. But what Lauren is going to do is she is going to be kind of the liaison for all things Brandwell while I'm on my maternity leave. Um, I have not yet set an official time. I'm thinking I'll probably take like four to eight weeks of um, a lot of time away while still popping in to check with Lauren on a weekly basis. But basically what Lauren is going to do is before I go into labor, so in the months leading up to my maternity leave, she will be communicating with our clients and I will be communicating with all of our clients and our future clients about Lauren's role. So not only is she a designer for us, she designs both brands and websites, but she's also going to be kind of playing this role as um, the manager and you know client communication specialist while I'm away. So if anyone has an issue or needs an update to their contract or they need a refund or you know anything they will go to Lauren rather than coming to me. So pretty much anything that people would normally come to me for, they're going to know in advance that they need to go to Lauren during this time. That's also going to be something that they'll get. If anyone does contact me while I'm away, I will have an automated responder message up saying that I'm on maternity leave and that all inquiries can be um, sent over to Lauren's inbox and I'll link her email there. So what Lauren and I are doing now is we are having a bi-weekly meeting. So every other week we're meeting for about a half hour to an hour and we are training on all of the things that may or may not come up while I'm away. Um, but even if I still have to, you know, hop on and, and get in touch with Lauren on a weekly basis or even a little bit more frequently than that to help her with things, um, it is so much easier for me to wrap my head around um, and for my schedule to only have to communicate with one person during this time. When you are in those few days postpartum and you're not sleeping at all through the night and you're nursing and all those things, to be getting text messages from several different people and feeling the need to have to get back to them right away, it's really overwhelming and that's not what you need on your plate at that time. So what I'm gonna be doing with Lauren is having a set time um, every few days where she can re reach out to me and just kind of give me the lowdown on what's going on with the team, what's going on with our clients, if there's anything that I need to step in on. Um, and that way I just have one person I'm communicating with and not six or if you add clients to that you know not 20. So when you hire this point person they should be set very early in advance and their role should be explained really clearly to all of your current and your future clients who may have to contact this person. So whether it's your husband or a family member or somebody you hire to play this role or somebody that's been on your team for a long time, if you don't have somebody there to be the liaison between you and a client or a team member when an emergency arises, you will end up on a phone call with a client smack dab in the middle of your precious maternity leave. So 
this is so important. Don't skip this. Have an emergency contact for your clients, for your team, and let them play the role. It's okay if they have to come to you if they don't know the answer to every single question that gets brought to them, but it will be way less stressful for you to communicate with somebody that you already know, that you already trust, rather than having to communicate directly with the person that has the problem. So those are my 10 tips on how I am preparing for maternity leave, how you can prepare for maternity leave or any sort of extended time off. I hope that you found that helpful. If you did, please rate and review the podcast. We've got a lot of great episodes lined up for you this season, and I'm so thankful that you gave up an hour of your time today. Thanks for tuning in to the Brandwell Podcast. If you're a side hustler or creative entrepreneur looking to take your business to the next level, subscribe to the podcast so we can continue to cheer you on week after week by providing practical advice on how to grow your business. For show notes or to learn more about what we covered in today's episode, head to brandwelldesigns.com. Until next time, keep branding well.